Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Yeah. 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 Uh, if you haven't been around. Um, and, and Jason, Pastor Jason, our lead pastor, encouraged us at the end of last year uh, to, to engage and, and put some wheels, to put some structure yeah. on our uh, encounter with God through His Word. Yeah. And it's not just a Jason idea. It's actually a God idea. Come on. You know? I think sometimes you can read the Bible and we, we can overcomplicate it when really our relationship with God can be quite simple, and God uses plain speak. Yeah. You know, Jesus says in, in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, um, if you hear my word and do it, there's your foundation. Uh, you'll be like a man who builds his house on a rock, so that when the storms of life come, Jesus says there will be storms, you will have trouble, but when the storms of life come, you won't be washed away. Yeah. When the storms of life come, you will stand. Yeah. Yeah. What's the secret, Jesus? How will I stand? Then you hear my word and you do it. Yeah, it's plain speech. Yeah. So yeah, Jason's encouraging us, but it's really not his idea. It's really an idea that has come straight from God. And I'm not one to question God in his ways. <laughs> you know, God made me. He put me together. He knows my soul. He knows my spirit. He knows how I tick. And he says, this is the secret. In fact, it's not really a secret, it's pretty plain speak. Yeah. Hear what I have to say, and we hear with our heart. Yeah. I know we're reading, and sometimes when we read, we tend to be cerebral about it. You know, and, and I'm a big, big person in understanding intellectually what God is saying, but we also hear with our heart. Yeah. You know, when God says, hear my word, then, then we hear with our heart. It yeah. says, give ear to my word. Yeah. You know? we, we read and the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Amen. Yeah. Mm. And so God's clever plan, <laughs> it's not even a clever plan, it's, well it is a clever plan, you know what I'm saying. It's plain speak, you don't have to work it out. Yeah. Mm. Hear my word and do it. And so Pastor Jason's encouraged us because he knows it's our foundation. Yeah. So I want to speak into that. We're probably going to speak into the central importance of the Bible over the next few weeks because we want to start out the way we want to finish. Yeah, right. yeah. We want to start, we want to finish strong in God. Amen. We want to finish strong with a spirit that has a vision. Yeah. We want to finish strong with a soul that is at peace, a soul that is content, yeah. a soul that has confidence, not just for our sake, but, but for the sake of the world. That's how we want to finish. Yeah. Who wants a soul that's not restless? Who wants a soul that's not anxious? Who wants a soul that is secure? Yeah. I do. Yeah. That's how I want to finish up. That's how I want to be now, actually. Mm. You know? So how we start, no, how we want to finish is how we want to start out. Mm. So for the first few months of this year, first few weeks of this year, sorry, we're going to be speaking and, and declaring how central God we value and esteem your word so good. and putting it at the centre because yeah. yeah. it really is the answer for us. So I want to read out of a start by reading out of uh, the book of Isaiah. And again, what we're going to see is all over the Bible, different people, are, it's like God saying, hello, 
you know, how many times do I have to tell you? Yeah. You know, that the secret is this. It's not even a secret, I'm putting a plane on a hill. So in the book of Isaiah, this is God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. It's not Isaiah, it's God speaking to us through the prophet Isaiah. It's an invitation from God. So, so I don't know how you read this, but this is how I read it the other day. You know? This is a plain, simple invitation. It's a loving invitation. It's kind. This is God being kind to us. He's saying, come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. Have you ever gone through a time where you're feeling dry and your soul is empty and you're thirsty for more of God? So come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. I think he's talking about something other than food. Because you've got no money, but you're going to have to buy something. I don't think it's talking about money. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labour on what does not satisfy? We work and we work and we buy and we buy and we still feel empty at the end of the day. And we work and we work and we purchase and we purchase and we still feel unsatisfied at the end of it. And this is God saying, come here, I will tell you, I will give you what will really satisfy your soul. Listen, here it is, listen to me, says God. And you will eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest of them. That's the NIV version, King James version says, and your soul will delight in the richest of fear. What do I see? A soul which is big, a soul which is fat on the word of God. And by fat, I actually mean, you know, like full, satisfied. Give ear and come to me and listen that you may live. What's God saying? Your soul will be satisfied. In fact, it is my designated way to say, listen to me, it's going to be the word of God. Who wants peace and contentment in their soul? I do. God's food for your soul is his word, is the Bible. I looked up what soul food was. Technically, soul food is this. It's the cuisine in the south of America that the African slaves brought over. It's characterised by three staples. This is a bit of side education. Fried chicken, <laughs> candied yams, so a big bowl of carbohydrate to put more sugar into it, candied yams, mac and cheese. Oh. <laughs> if you go look up soul food, it won't actually point to Isaiah 55. It will bring you that. <laughs> Three characteristics, high in salt, high in fat, high in added sugar. That's why it tastes so good. Yeah, Joel's going, <laughs> Can't be good for your body. I think that's why they call it soul food. <laughs> that's not the soul food God is talking about. Right? Let's make that sure. In our culture, we tend to use that phrase soul food really in terms of comfort food. You know, I'm feeling a bit down about myself. I'm feeling a bit low about my life and where it's going. I just want something that's going to make me feel better. And so we think, oh, I'll go have some food. That'll make me feel better. And it really will, maybe for a very, very short time, because we know that it wears off very, very quickly. Yeah. And we feel just the same way we did after the comfort food that we did for. Yes. Same, oh, I'll go on a holiday, that'll just 
No, because you're taking yourself with you. You know, the holiday, your issues are of the soul and your issues are of the spirit. And sometimes we head off those comfort meals, those comfort, and we feel worse afterwards than before. Yes. Just have two litres of ice cream. Anyone done that? No. <laughs> the two, two, someone's looking at someone. <laughs> I won't tell you who. <laughs> or the bags of chips. Yes. You know? Or the two family-sized blocks of chocolate. <laughs> the packet of tin tans and so on and roll. Yep. You can't build, I know I'm preaching to the converted here, I understand. <laughs> but sometimes we can allow ourselves to go down that track. We can be seduced by the easy solution. And really what we want to do is future-proof ourselves for those situations and circumstances. Amen. And God says, this is what will satisfy your soul, my word. Yeah. You can't build your life's wellness from something sitting on a plate, no. or lying in a bowl, no. yeah. or in a cup, no. even if it's got coffee. What? No. <laughs> I didn't mean to look at you. Or for that matter, anything else that we might look to that does not have God as its Yeah. And this is a powerful thing about the Bible. This is a powerful thing about the Word of God, that it is He is our source. He formed us together in our mother and father's womb. He stuck the gifts in us. He put the calling in us. He knows how we tick, every single one of us. And so we future-proof ourselves by looking to the thing, the things that have God as its source. So this is our true soul food. This is what will give you the inner health and the strength that you need. You can't really avoid, you can't go around it. You can't put it to one side. It must be central in your life. Now call me an old fuddy-duddy, call me a dinosaur if you want to. I use the Bible on my phone a lot. It's very, very valuable. One of the things I have to guard guard myself against is the familiarity that we can have with it. You know, and I think we've got to work on two sides of the coin here. You know, we have boldness and confidence to engage with God, so I don't mind whipping that out. It was this person, but I also like, you know, those, you know, big Bibles with the leather in, and, and we treat it in a very holy way. If you go to the institutional churches, before they open the Bible, they'll put the incense on it. You know, and we can look at that and go, that's quite ritualistic, but really, it's an expression of how esteemed and holy the Word of God is. So it's this that will give us our inner health and strength. This is what will sustain our heart and emotion. This is what will give our spirit vision and purpose. And this is what will give your soul courage, hope, wisdom, confidence and peace. It's the Word of God. Listen to what God says. Come to me. Listen to me. And you will find what your soul needs. What does your soul need? I don't know. I know it needs something. God says, come to me and your soul will find the richest of fears. What is God's best for each one of us? God's best for each one of us, he's laid it out before us, is his word. And that's why Pastor Jason's gone, this is central and core to who we are. Let's embark on this together. And like what Nicole said before, we have talked about the Bible probably more you know, in the last couple of weeks. Can you believe it? That 
Leah. Or Jacob for a night. Not Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. Jacob for a night. For some, he, she comes out. I bought you for the anyway. <laughs> Going off track. It's taking too long. Read those early Genesis stories. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Oh, it's amazing to see it. I thought about this yesterday. I was looking. I thought because I said, you know, Jesus asked us to do this because it's core to who we are as believers. And I thought that's not a bad metaphor, you know, core, because when you go and do your Pilates, when you go and do those exercises, etc., they'll you know, say, "Oh, your hips are out." It's probably because your core isn't very good, or I've, I've got problems with my butt pitch. Oh, it's probably your core's no good, you know, or I've got jaw issues. Oh, it's your core muscles. Everything seems to be. Oh, it's your core. You know, what's your core? You can't see your core. There's little muscles in the middle. And you work and work at your core, and do you see anything happening? No, not, not an awful lot. You know, when you do actually improve, when you work on your core, you actually see things improve. Yeah. I thought that's not a bad way to look at it. The Bible gets at our core. Yeah. The Bible gets to our core. It gets to what's central about who we are and how we're put together, and it goes to work. Yeah. Yeah. Genesis. Let's get back to the core. Let's get back to who we are and how we're put together and how God has made us. So then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. That's who we are. We have a dual nature. We are of the earth. We have a physical body that needs sustaining. But also... God breathed into us, and we became alive because of the breath of God. He imparted something of his spirit into us and set us apart from every other living thing by doing that. We have two natures. We are of the earth, but we are of the breath of God. We have a physical nature, and we have a spiritual nature, and a soul wrapped up within that. We have a bit we can see and a bit we can't see. What does the Bible do? The Bible gets to that bit we can't see. Yeah. Hebrews says this, it's alive, it's active, it's sharper than a double-edged sword and it will divide soul and spirit. <laughs> it's how you feed your soul and yeah. your spirit, that bit you can't see. And the struggle we have today, even if we know that, is that in our society, in this culture that we live, social media, social influence, this focus on our physical nature, it is quite seductive, yeah. you know. We're, we're, I'm not going to be happy until I have this. I'm not going to be content until I get to go here. You know? Or I'm not going to be happy until I get to do this. If I can get to do this, if I get to have this, if I, I will be content. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to be seductive there. And that's going to take us down a path of indulgence, consumerism, self-focused aspiration, and there's a lot of junk that comes with that. Anxiety, depression, even self-loathing. I'm not putting it all together. I'm not making anything of myself. And what we're doing is focusing on that part of us which is of the earth. If I can satisfy this part of me that's of the earth, that's not the God part. We want to satisfy the God part. God breathed his soul and breathed his spirit into us. And there is... A number of ways to do that, gather together as a church, praise and worship, prayer, but the simplest, the easiest, the most effective way 
is to make the Word of God a part of your soul and a part of your spirit and a part of your everyday living. Command your physical self, command your earth self to come in line with the Word of God. Are you, soul, bless God. Are you, soul, read the Word. Get off your backside. I'm talking to myself. (laughs) Sit down and do it. Because as you do it, as you develop that discipline, God's Word will change you. Jesus said it very simply. He said, man does not live by bread alone. You cannot flourish by satisfying your physical nature. You have to live by bread. You need to feed yourself. But you can't live by bread alone. But you live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. There it is, straight from the mouth of Jesus. For us to be truly prosperous, we have to return to our true nature. We must allow God to breathe his spirit anew into us continually, which he does through his word. How do we access that spirit or soul dimension of us? We do it through his word. Jesus said, every word that comes from the mouth of God is how you live. Not by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God is how we open ourselves and connect us up again and renew ourselves with the Spirit of God. It's a mystery. I don't really understand it. Nicole read the scripture out this morning. I'll read it again. The Word of God and the Spirit of God somehow work together. They're enmeshed. Ephesians 6.17 says, Take up the sword of the Spirit, the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Same thing. Somehow the Word of God and the Spirit of God, the breath of God, are enmeshed together and work together. That's how we feed our souls, through the Word of God. What did he say in Isaiah? Come to me. Listen, and your soul will delight. Because through my Word, you will receive my Spirit. The Word of God, as inspired by the Holy Spirit, is what we need. In John chapter 1, Nicole read this this morning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the Word is God, the Word was God back then, it remains God. Then in verse 14, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. It's Jesus. There's a mystery there. The Word is God. When we encounter the Word, when we read our Bible, Nicole said it before, it's about a relationship. We're encountering God in that Word. And as we allow the Word to come in through our intellect, as we allow the Word to settle into our soul, as we hear the Word with our heart, we're inviting God to be at work within us. How do we minister? How do we allow our soul and our spirit to thrive through the Word of God? What does Jesus say? Build your your life on the Word. What does Paul say? He says, receive the Word and graft it into your soul and you will survive. Receive the Word and graft it into your make of who you are and you will thrive. If you're in a relationship with God, through the dwelling of the Holy Spirit, then you're automatically in a relationship with the Word. You cannot separate the two. You cannot have a take-it-or-leave-it attitude towards the Bible. We're people of the book as well as people of the God. People of God, sorry. We're people of God, which means we're people of the book. I heard once a Muslim was speaking and he said, oh, we call you people of the book. You're people of the Bible. 
can't separate the two. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians, We thank God continually, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. The message says this, you took it to heart. You took the heart as God's true word, which it is. God himself at work in you, believers. So we want to approach the word. We've got this structure in place. I encourage you to get on board. It's probably not what I would normally do, I'll, I'll confess it. It's probably, I'm much more of a, give me one or two verses and I will read that. I'm much more, I'm a slow person. But I believe that Pastor Jace has heard it from God for us. And I think some, a blessing comes when you want in your leaders. God has placed Pastor Jace over the five campuses. And through him, so I'm on board with it. Yeah. You know I hate change. <laughs> so this is actually really good for me. You know, I'm, I'm doing something different. Yeah, good. And I'm finding each and every day, even though there's a lot to read, and for some of you, you might go, that, that's too much, I can't do the Old Testament and the New Testament. Then just do the New Testament. But hop on board because as a church, as a congregation, we're doing it, and a blessing will come from it. Yeah. I can guarantee you a blessing will come from it. So what's your perception of the Bible? Because the way you perceive it is going to go a long way and it makes a huge difference in your attitude and your openness to God and what he's going to be able to do through it. Yeah. Do you esteem it? Do you elevate it? Do you acknowledge it as the source of your soul and your spirit's well-being? We want to approach it with the right intent. This is what we do. We ascribe an authority to it that we don't ascribe to any other source. What did the apostles say to Jesus? Jesus said, are you going to go as well? And they said, no, where else can we go, Jesus? You have the words of life. Here it is. We ascribe that authority to it. We accept the Bible as the actual word of God. We acknowledge that its pages are divinely inspired and recorded. And we believe that as we read this, God is at work in us. It's the foundation of our life. It's precious. It's valuable. It's holy. It's infused with his power, presence, his breath, his authority. It's where we discover his plans and his promises, his wisdom, and it's the richest affair for our soul. Your healthy soul will have its origin in the Bible. Well, we experience resistance. I know what it's like. I'm a human. Who are the other humans in the room? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a human. I've heard these over the years. I find it hard to read. I don't have a theology degree. I've just got a list of reasons here. Not smart enough. It's too big to tackle. It's too difficult to understand. It's too overwhelming. I can't find the time to do it. I don't know where to start. I don't understand where it fits into my life. I struggle to see its relevance, I can't seem to apply it in my life. I've got two answers to that. Here's my first answer, and Nicola sort of touched on it already. Reading the Bible is not about theology. 
It's not a list thing you have to tick off. You might have to change your mind on that. <coughs> I've got to change my mind on that. I'm a very boxy person. Rules, give me rules please, and I'll follow the rules and I'll stay within the lines. So I've got to break my mindset about it's a good thing, no. Break my mindset that it's something you should do. Even though it's something you should do. You know what I mean. Right? It's personalised. It's God himself. When I open that book to read, my conviction is I'm opening my soul and my heart to God's very presence. Even if I don't understand it, even if I don't feel it, by faith I declare it. So it's not about theology homework or literary analysis, it's about relationship. The Word became flesh. I'm spending time with Jesus. If you remember this, it can become easier to read. It's how we encounter and meet God through the Word. It's not about obligation, but it's a privileged way to access the heart of God who will nourish and care for your soul. It's how we breathe in God's Spirit. Even if you can't feel it, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't, the Word of God is sharp, it's in your soul, it's in your spirit, and it's God at work in you. So look for Him in the pages, in the stories, in the poetry, the letters you read, and listen and allow Him to speak to your heart through the Scriptures, to nourish your spirit, heal your wounds, comfort you, instruct you, empower you. That's a long list. But whatever you need, the Bible, God's Word, God Himself has the answers for you. Revelation 3.19 says this. Jesus, you're going to hear me say this a lot this year, I think. I stand at the door and knock. If you open my heart, sorry, if you open the door, then I will come in. And I will have supper with you. Yeah. We're going to sit at the table and I'm going to put food in front of you. Not soul food, not the <laughs> high fat, high salt, high sugar stuff. The Word of God. Yeah. And what's Jesus' promise? You open the door to me and I will come in and we will enjoy the riches. Yeah. The fare that is so rich and enriching for your soul. You're not reading it alone. The Holy Spirit is with you. We declare that with faith. And so we may need to enter into a faith realm. I, I, again, I've got a conviction, there's that word again, (laughs) that even if you don't understand it, even if you don't feel like anything's happening, God is at work in you through it. And at the end of the year, as you persevere, with people around you to help you as you persevere. So you will be different to the person sitting here today. You will be different to the person who's going to leave here um, after the service. Because as you read, as you read, as you read, God's promise is this, my thoughts will become your thoughts. My ways will become your ways. We will be slowly transformed as the year goes on. Let me read this in, in conclusion, Isaiah 55. John, why have you understood? Thanks. This is the end of Isaiah 55, and, and this is why I've got a conviction that just reading the Bible in and of itself is such a 
valuable, even more than valuable, such an essential exercise for us. And because we're all in the... Do you know we're reading the Bible in a year? <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> God loves unity. Yeah. And where there's unity, God commands a blessing. Amen. Yeah. The Bible says. Yeah. Yeah. So as much as we can be in unity through here, and maybe just remind you the seeds are in it yet. So maybe grab a computer printout thing. A blessing comes with it yeah. as yeah. we do it together. God loves it when his children do things together. Yeah. Let me finish with this. For Isaiah 55. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. But here's the promise. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it gives seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is the word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return empty. That's why I've got a conviction that when you read the Bible, it will achieve the purpose for which God has sent it. It will not return to him void. In your soul, it's going to be like the rain that comes down and causes the earth to flourish. In your soul, it's going to be like the rain that comes down, the seed grows and flourishes, and there's great fruit. That's God's promise. So is the word. That goes out. And if you're waiting for God to give you a word, He's given you a whole Bible here. Yeah. So is the word that goes out from my it will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it to each yeah. one of us. It'll give you guidance, it'll give you wisdom, it'll nourish you, it'll strengthen you, it'll free, give you freedom, sense of freedom, it'll satisfy your soul. Why? Let's read on. So you will go out in joy. You will be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you. Who's getting excited? You! And all the trees of the field, no, the mountains and hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands and instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper and instead of the briars, the myrtle will grow. And this will be for the Lord's renown for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. Let me pray that blessing upon you now as we come to a close. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we do. We esteem your word as our source. Father, as the Apostle Peter said, we say now, where else can we go? You have the words of life. And so, Father, we receive, now we accept your invitation to come. We accept your invitation, Lord, to receive that richest affair for our souls, your word. We open our heart to your word and to your spirit, not just now, Lord, but for this year and beyond ahead. We invite you in, Lord. We receive you. We give you permission to inspire your word to change us more and more into the image of your son Jesus each and every day thank you Lord
Thank you, Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.